Family of a cab driver killed on the job nearly one year ago says they're thankful this chapter of their lives is now over. Late this afternoon, a jury convicted 24-year-old Robani Wilson in the death of 43-year-old Stuart Carson. The Gator City taxi driver was shot and killed near a Northside Park on June 7, 2014. Now his killer could wind up spending life in prison. On this episode of Nurse Incarcerated, I have the pleasure of speaking with Rob. He is currently serving a life sentence in a Florida correctional prison. This is his story. How you doing, lady? How you doing? You a hard man to get a hold of. Well, considering the way things are. Mm -hmm. you would but all is a shirt. Considering the way things are, you would think I would be able to get a hold of you, no problem. Well, considering the way things are, you shouldn't be able to get a hold of me, period. <laughs> Not in this manner. <laughs> Look, we got to do what we got to do, okay? Indeed. How you been? No one knows that best. <laughs> no, you gotta take we gotta go all the way back. Before we can go forward, we gotta go all the way back. Okay. Do you remember how we met? Um, no, drugs. They do that to you. Drugs do oh Lord, bro. God damn. Bro, marijuana kills your brain cells, bro. <laughs> you just forgetting shit that you just did last week. Well, damn. Okay. okay yet, I think yet, we met I in middle you school. Wholeheartedly. You remember me? You remember my spirit, my energy? Is that what you're to Absolutely. Say? Now, those are things I can never forget. Yet, the circumstances <laughs> surrounding how we met, that's just a little uh, too far. No, it's deep. okay. It's okay. I don't remember either, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you ain't been on Reefer, girl? <laughs> no, I know we Not met in kidding. middle school, yes? Indeed. Okay, okay. I remember you from middle school. I remember the waves were always on swim. I remember that. I remember a little, you. <laughs> a little brush game, a little brush game. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. you were never in class. You were always Hold at everybody's lunch. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait I'm just out, telling the out, truth. Time out. No, no. So the question comes into play. Where were you to notice that I was at? Yeah. We're not, we're not here to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, I just indeed. knew you were at every lunch, okay? Absolutely. Of course. You see how small <laughs> I was? Lunch it was. You were at every lunch. <laughs> For two reasons. The food okay. and the girls. That's all. Okay. I can see that. Absolutely. <laughs> What te what teenage guy isn't chasing every female that he can find, and what growing male doesn't love food? Okay, I see. Okay, at least you had a reason. You weren't just like, eh. Oh no, I, I actually enjoyed class. I just didn't enjoy the teachers. Okay, got you. Well, how what kind of student do you say you were? Um, a student. <laughs> wow. 
I was a pain in the ass for most of my teachers. Yeah. And I say that because I felt like I was smarter than my teachers. Mm-hmm. And I felt like coming from Virginia, our school system is so far advanced than Florida's. I felt like I was too advanced for the classes that I was in. So I did all my classwork, did the test. I just never did homework. Gotcha. That's where you messed up that. And then, like, when I finished the, the work, I would have nothing else to do. So I just, can I go to the bathroom? You just never <laughs> come back. And be gone. <laughs> Absolutely. Messing with y'all doors and stuff. Trying to pop into y'all classrooms. Yeah, I would definitely remember that. Seeing you in the little window. Like, what are you doing? Uh, exactly. Trying to get y'all in the hallway. <laughs> of course. Of course. Now, okay, you mentioned Virginia. So you grew up in Virginia. How did you yeah. make your way to Florida? Um, how did we get away to Florida? I know we followed, first my mother came down here. Um, my mom, she was, um, an extremely hard worker, yet she didn't accept help from too many people. She felt like, I can't say what she felt. I can say what I perceived for her to feel. Mm-hmm. And I perceived that she was too proud to accept or ask for help and looked at it as a weakness. So she did what she had to do, and she felt coming to Florida was the best thing for her and her career working in the shipyard. Okay. Was there a conversation? Mm-hmm. Did she, like, sit y'all down and say, hey, we're moving to Florida? Fuck no. <laughs> she just scrammed. <laughs> Like, 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 she scrammed. It was like, where the fuck did our mother go? Like, this was like after like six months, and like my sister being our mother, we was like, hey, where did mom go? Like, we actually had the balls to ask her, and she was like, shit, nigga, I don't know, but bitch, I'm your mama now, and we're gonna make the best of it. Well, how old were you? How old was your sister, and how old were you when your mom left? Um, the exact ages I don't recall yet. I remember that I was still. Mm, elementary school going into like middle and my sister she was still in high school trying to take care of all of us as well as take care of our grandmother as well as take care of everything and so I don't I ain't lie like my sister and my mom mm-hmm. are fucking super women bro like but most most of us most of our black men are like you guys hold wow y'all have so much y'all are so strong that it's unfathomable the type of things that y'all put up with and y'all persevere over. But I didn't know how strong my mother was until later, until I actually had to sit down and like get past of get past my envy, get past my my anger, and actually like look at my mother for who she was. And my what mother and my sister were great. What were you angry about? Were you angry that she just left without any information? Or what What were you upset with your mother, mother about? I was angry that my mother was, like, never, like, a mom mom. Like, a cuddly mom. Like, a loving mom. Like, she was just, like, hard. Like, extremely hard. And I, and I growing up, that kind of, like, made me angry. Because I was like, damn, like, mom, I don't need you to be a nigga. I don't need you to be the man. Like it's okay for you to be soft. And like, my mother was never soft. Right. And I was like, damn, just like, the situation she was in, where was your, your father? 
never knew him. Okay. Does your you and your siblings have the same father, or you have a different father? Um, no, I'm the only one that has my sperm donor. Yet they have their sperm donors, and yeah, their dads were never like a dad to me. My uncle, my uncle was like my dad, and he got taken away from me when I was young. He, he went and did a fair here. Then, like my mom, she became like everything, like dad, mom, uncle, everything. Do you remember? Around the time when you first came to Florida, like did absolutely. Come back for you? Okay, tell me about that. And when I first came to Florida, it was like, "Fuck, it's not cold no more." Yes. <laughs> 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 and then I was like, and then it went from that to, "Oh man, like these people are beautiful down here." Like, like just like. Don't do the Virginia people like that. Don't, don't no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. It's like, all right, Virginia's beautiful. Virginia is Virginia. Yet Florida is just a whole different entity within itself. Like, and then the vast contrast between cultures and backgrounds and ethnicities, like, that's what was beautiful. And then, like, the landscape, too. Now, did you come to Jacksonville or did you hop around Florida or you just been in Jacksonville? The whole no, time? Jacksonville was all I knew. First, we moved to the west side. Um, I used to go to uh, uh, Jeff Stewart. And then I got kicked out of Jeff Stewart. Mom kicked my ass. Okay, then wait, to- where's that glass over that? Why did you get kicked out? <laughs> Mind another people's business. <laughs> like, I didn't like bullies. Like, I was always small, so it was like, I felt like I, I always had to pop off first. And then, like, nobody ever bothered me, though. Like, like, I don't know why, but they never bothered me. So they bothered other people. I was just always quick to defend somebody else. Okay. So, so like, that's yeah. where my problem came in. That mind, never minding my own business. <laughs> and that's why I got kicked out of Jeff Stewart. And then from there, I went to the beach where we met you people. You people. <laughs> yeah, you fucking mermaids and mermen and stuff. <laughs> A whole know. different species of people out there. Indeed. Very intriguing. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So you went to Mayport Middle, then you went to Fletcher. Hi. No, 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 no. All right, listen. From Mayport Middle, mm-hmm. yes, I went to Fletcher High. No, Fletcher High. I got kicked out of all Duval County Public Schools. For what? Are right, you I remember, remember? I remember seeing you in high school, and then you were just gone. Were exactly. Just, I okay. do you remember the security guard we had? Honestly, no. Ah, uh, I right, look. We had. I never a, had no run-ins. You know, I I never we, had. we we had a white girl that went to our school named Brooke. She was on wait, the softball wait, we team. We can't be saying nobody names, bro. Bro, all right. She was a human that went to our school. There we go. A white girl. And I kicked her in the butt when she was bent over at her locker. And wow. she got stuck inside the locker. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why? <laughs> First of all, why did you kick her in the first place? Oh, because me and you remember like my two best friends? Like the one with the dreads and like the other tall, skinny black guy? Uh-huh. All right, look. We had this thing called 300. You know, the kick off of the movie 300. This is Sparta. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah like... Anybody we got caught lacking, it was like, this is Sparta kicking your butt. 
and she was just bent over at the locker, and she got stuck inside the locker. No. So they had to call the fire department, pop no, the locker. Uh, where was I? I have no idea. Probably being a good student. (laughs) (laughs) Probably in class. It's a place that we never were. And like like then from there, they sent me to Grand Park. And one of the it was like three people from the beach. And the security guard plus people from West Jack jumped on two of the people that was there and we just jumped the security guard and the principal and the other lady who came. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so that would get you kicked out of Duval County Schools. Yeah, but they were bother- they were bothering the beach though. Like there's only three of us represent. Yeah, I definitely remember the beach versus North Side and all that shit. Hey, that was so fun. No, then. <laughs> but now I see the error in our ways. That was extremely childish. But back then, it was a great source of entertainment. Right. You can't let the Northside people punk us. They always think the beach is soft anyway, so. Nah. We just didn't like the fact that they was coming to take all our girls. No girl from the beach likes the guys from the beach no more. Left off there. So, you got get kicked out of Duval County Schools. What happened next? Honestly... I really like drifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became who I thought I wanted people to believe who I was instead of who I was. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to trying to make a persona or an image for myself. Yeah, I was horribly misguided. But what was why? Like you just didn't want people to mess with you, or where? Like what? Where did that come from? Um, the truth would be, in hindsight, um, fear, mm-hmm. fear, and I was more so afraid that if I let people in. And to like really give myself over to others, I will just constantly continue to be getting hurt. Mm-hmm. What are and I was just tired of being hurt, so I ran everybody off. But what what was hurting you? Like what what was going on? Um, not not having not having my father around, mm-hmm. looking at others and seeing just the happy homes and not having a positive male role model in my life, not being able to take my problems to my mother, being afraid that if I did take whatever I was going through to my mom, she'd just tell me just suck it the fuck up and just keep going. Like, I don't know, like, I wanted for her to be a fee. I wanted for her to be a mother. I wanted for her to be a woman. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I realized that, well, after this experience and actually looking in, into the situation, I realized that it's way more for a woman than being emotional, being sensitive. And sometimes a woman isn't allowed the opportunity or the pleasure of being sensitive and emotional. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, because you didn't, your mother, you know, was not there emotionally for you, 
Was there anyone like your sister or your grandmother that you went to when you needed that comfort? Was there anyone available? My oldest sister and Melissa, actually. Okay. Like, like honestly, man, like my little sister, my little sister's dope as fuck. <laughs> but I ruined that girl. But she's dope as fuck. She's just too much like me. Gotcha. That's the only bad thing about her. But outside of that, she's perfect. Now, how many siblings do you have all together? Um, shit, how many do I have? Three brothers, two sisters? <laughs> and where do you fall in that? Like somewhere like slap dab in the middle. Gotcha. Okay. Now, for your, I know you were talking about your older sister. What about your brothers? Never really had a relationship with any of them. Okay. My, my, my oldest brother went to prison when I was young. My second oldest brother, he's just an extreme introvert. Okay. And my little brother, I was so busy chasing him off to actually enjoy his company and to get to know him. Okay. Now, who's your support system right now? The women in my family and my uncle. And your uncle. Has your mom, has your relationship with your mom gotten better? No, it's the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> but but I understand her more now. Okay. Okay. Like, she's just not an emotional person. Yes, she has emotions, yeah, but my mother feels as if what's the point of crying? What's the point of all of that other sentimental things when it doesn't help things get done. Formulate a plan, execute the plan, and be damned with everything else. Gotcha. Gotcha. But how how would you expect for her to go about change when she's been this way for 50 plus years? Right. Yeah, no, I definitely understand. And it's probably something that she went through when she was younger that made, that turned her into that person. You know, I'm not going to lie. That, that lady has went through hell and high water, and yet she still stands. And that's why I honor the ground that she walks on. Okay. Okay. Okay, now that we got through that background information, I kind of definitely understand you better. Is there anything that's off limits? Anything that's off limits? Yes. Okay. What happened that night in 2014? Whoa, that is off limits. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to ask it from your perspective. What, what is your version of the event? My perspective? Yes, from June, um, June 2014. Um, was there anything that led up to that night where you like? Was there a lot going on? Were things going wrong? Did you honestly? Um, so here's two things that I will say about that. Okay. One, um, I'm going back for evidentiary hearing. It's already been approved. Okay. So with that being open, it's certain details that I can't get into yet. What I will say is okay. An extreme case of wrong place and wrong time. Okay. Not for self, but for the victim. Mm-hmm. That was an extreme case of wrong place, wrong time. And that's as far as I can speak on that. Okay. And I respect that. 
Now, tell me about the process. He said arbitrary. Arbitrary. What did you say? I said uh, <laughs> evidentiary. Something. Okay. What is that? Um, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't really know the legal terms and all that yet. So what, I can have what my you, lawyer speak for me. But what are you? <laughs> I got my lawyer speak for me and explain it to you. Okay, but what are you seeking? Are you seeking to have things overturned? Something left? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. Yet, what's more desirable is. Hold on, wait. I say evidentiary hearing is basically where they bring the evidence to present forth to the judge whether or not my motion shall be granted for either a new trial or a reduction of sentence. Okay, so you're either would you go back to wrong. trial or you just want a reduction in sentence? What is your goal? Uh, my ultimate goal is to get a reduction of sentence. Okay. And like, even though I have enough grounds that my case is good enough to get it overturned, I know the truth. God knows the truth, and I understand. So okay. I really just take the reduction in sentence. Gotcha. Now you had a chance to testify at your trial, yes? You say what? Did you testify at your trial? Yes. Okay. How was that? How did you prepare yourself? That. I absolutely did not. I didn't Why? know that. I was gonna That's talk. like your one moment to like, you just. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, bruh, on my mother, I didn't know I was getting up there to like, the lawyer was like, well, you know, like, it can't hurt you. Like, she's like, and nobody's going to know what took place if you don't say anything. I was like, I don't know about any of this. This doesn't sound like a good plan to me. And she was like, this is in your best interest. So I got up there and I was too damn smart. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like- Like literally, like literally. No, like literally, like after like everything was said and done, one of the jurors wrote, <laughs> one of the jurors wrote me and said, if, if we believe that if you weren't so intelligent, you could have been innocent. Really? Wow. And I've never heard no shit like that in my life. That's crazy. It really is. Now, what were you saying? Were you just spitting facts coming up with these philosophies? No, all right, listen. All right, look. Um, This is more so because... All right, you had a DNA analyst who got up there and was like, we believe for Mr. Wilson to be a possible contributor of this mixture of DNA and it being anyone other than himself is one in 2100. All right. Now, this is what the DNA analyst said to the prosecutor. My attorney was like, did you just hear what she said? I was like, mm, yeah, DNA, 2100 people, something. I don't know nothing about this shit. I'm lost. Right. Mm-hmm. So... She was like, are you aware of how many people it is in Jacksonville? I was like, no, but I'm pretty sure it's more than 2,100. She was like, my point exactly. All right, cool. So now when they put me on the stand, the damn prosecutor, she was like, how is it that your DNA, no, she's like, how is it that 
There's no DNA found anywhere else. There's no gun, like there's no uh, fingerprints or DNA on the gun, anything from you. But your DNA could be excluded from everywhere else in the crime scene, except for the victim's pocket. I was like, well, actually, your DNA analyst stated that I was a possible contributor to a mixture of DNA that she believed that I was a contributor of. So none of those words are positive identification. Also, it's over 400,000 men in Jacksonville, and 2,100 goes into 400,000, approximately 190 times. So it's 189 other suspects, according to a DNA analyst. And I think that's like where I fucked up at. They was like, oh, this bitch thought this shit out. And I, I really didn't. Like, <laughs> oh, my mother, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, damn, like, okay. So you broke it down for them and they got mad. Yeah, it's like, it's like she's like, oh, well, how? She's like, how convenient that after all this time, I was like, man, listen, man, I don't know who did it. It won't be, it was somebody else. She was like, who? I was like, shit. I was like, shit, the, the motherfucker who pointed y'all in the direction we done. Maybe it was his ass. I don't know. Oh, how convenient that after you've heard all this evidence against you and that there's no positive identification yet, the same evidence that could be attributed to you could be attributed to someone else. Now you say, oh, somebody else was there. Like, no, I just said it could be. I didn't say it was. Oh, man. They said, your ass too damn smart for your own good. So were you nervous after you got off the stand? Did you did you feel like you did a good job? What were you feeling? You say what? Off the stand? No, after you got off the stand. After they, you know, you got done with your testimony, you got off the stand. Oh, how were you feeling? I don't know, like like my attorney, like she was like, she looked at me, she was like, Did you prepare that? I was like, No, I didn't. She was like, That was great answers. I was like, all right, cool, but where does that leave us? She was like, in the judge's hands. So she stood up and she tried to do like a judgment of acquittal right in there. She was like, your honor, there has literally been no elements of armed robbery or first degree felonious murder have been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. She was like, that, and those were her grounds for. An acquittal, just like, yeah, no, mm, we don't care. But now, when you heard that yesterday, Wilson himself took the stand and told an interesting story in his own defense. He accused a roommate of killing Stuart Carson. Wilson testified that after arriving on West 27th Street, Stuart Carson asked about getting some drugs, and Wilson testified that he went to his apartment and his roommate came back down, and then the shooting happened minutes later. But obviously, that wasn't enough to sway the jury. She had a sentence, how did you feel? You said who? When you heard your sentence, how did you feel? Now, from... Was it like I an out-of-body like, experience? Like, no, this can't be happening. No, like, honestly, at first, at first... Honestly, wow. It was like a, a clusterfuck of emotions. Because at first, I was like scared shitless. Then I, then I was like, fuck it. it is. Yeah, definitely. It's like, then I was like, fuck it. It is what it is. Then I was like, yeah, suck my blah, blah, blah. And um, 
don't know. Then I was like, angry. Then I was like, oh, it was just a clusterfuck of emotions, bro. And like, what really like brought me down was like, I I looked at my sister, bro. Like, like my mom, she was like tearing up a little bit, but my sister, like, like my sister had got up there and spoke on my behalf, and like. Like oh he he was a great guy he's X Y Z and like I'm getting so angry at my sister while she's telling these people this because I'm like man fuck that that's for us man like we know what kind of person I am we know what's going on man fuck them they don't deserve your tears they 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 don't deserve none of this shit from you and it made me mad because like I hurt my actions. Cause my mother, my sister, my daughter to be hurt, and that's what pissed me off. Like, so ultimately, I just became pissed, like mad at the world all over again. Because the the one, like the the very few people who really know me, I I caused them to look at me differently, and I caused them to be in pain. That fucked me up. Now, after that, what time did you get to speak with them? Did you call them, like, right after? No. Um, kind of, like, went into, like, a little um, depression a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, my, my my sister and my mom came in there and visited me afterwards. Okay. All right, like, that following weekend. And you were at Duval uh, County Jail at this point? Indeed. Okay. Oh, no. It's like, um, they, they were trying to be like smiling about it. I mean, not like about it, but like, yeah. we still love you. We're going to be here. It doesn't matter. We, do, we can't get you out. And I was just like, man, yeah, I hear you, How long did it take you to come out of that depression or just have another outlook on everything? Like, how did your hope come back? Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I put on a good show okay. for like my family and stuff for like, for like my first couple of years. Yet when I started getting to the Quran and studying Islam is when I really started accepting okay. my situation, accepting my reality. Accepting responsibility and everything else is just like becoming motivated again to really live and come about the situation. Okay. So through Islam. Through Islam. Okay. That's wonderful. Now and you said how did you get into Islam? Like I know you said talked about your brothers and stuff. Did you meet people along the way that introduced you or did you get into it yourself? Oh, no, those brothers, uh, that we talk about, no, those are gang members. No. <laughs> been a gang member since I was 13. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, like that. Of course, that. Wait a minute. <laughs> See, I didn't know that, or like, I'm just like, eh. I was a good gang member. You're a good gang member. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What, make, what makes you up. a good gang member? <laughs> oh, um, I'm a good gangbanger due to the fact that uh, I know and I uphold our morals and our principles and I code my peers' conduct. Okay. And I don't 
abuse or oppress others. So therefore, I am a human. Now, did that start in Virginia or did that start in Florida? I was introduced mm -hmm. in Virginia, but it started in Florida. Okay. What gang are you in? Can you name the gang? Um, can you name the gang? I don't know. What color what color you got? Uh, you gotta think about it. see what was like my favorite color coming coming through school. I wanna say like, all, it was like red. I always you gotta know I, this. It wasn't red? I you I just got know, to know this. I know the waves were on swim, and you always had like little gloves that you wore. That's about it. Yeah, red. That's okay, red. okay, okay. I got. You I'm, knew following, that was I'm following. <laughs> yeah, so you be knowing. Okay. All red, all red. Okay, I got you. <laughs> What's your good game? A proud member. Proud member. A proud member. Okay. It's not. Okay. And that makes sense. So how does that tie into Islam? Are you allowed to do both? Do you got to pick a side? Absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely, because, all right, look, this is just the facts of the matter. If you live by the laws, I follow your creed, you know, and you live accordingly, then you should never come into conflict with God's statutes and ordinances okay. because they align. No oppression, be kind, be benevolent, protect your community. I mean, these are things that, that God decrees. <laughs> okay. Well, I see you got a good balance there. Definitely. Indeed. Definitely. So sometimes you got to fuck shit up in order to get order. <laughs> but once you get like, once you get in order, you got to maintain it. Gotcha. And you mentioned your daughter as well. You only have one child, correct? Yes, How old is she now? Mom's 13. She's 14. She's 14. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Now, how do you, do you stay in contact with her? Are you still helping parent her? <laughs> Not as I should. Not as I like. Yet, I strong too. Okay. That's something you can be working on. Absolutely. From oh, like that communication. I mean, it's like all right. Now when she's like when she's with my mother, oh, we have like the best of relations. Mm -hmm. But when she's with her mother, um we're not the best of uh, associates. Gotcha. And it's, it's kinda like hard getting in contact. Yet truth be told, I could try harder with her mother and it's not all of her mother. So it would be me and my apprehensions toward her mother that would hinder that relationship. Because even the way that that situation was, there was a lot going on during that time, correct? Indeed. Indeed. So have you tried to repair that relationship? With her mother? Yes, with her mother. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. And I, as the learned individual that I am now, I see how that probably has called a strain on me and my daughter's relationship, or how my daughter looks at her mother or me. Mm -hmm. Because children are far from blind. And she probably. 
I don't know how she feels about it. I just know that when we do talk, she's not a lion. She's not a lion girl anymore. I can't talk her like a lion girl. No matter how much I remember her being like just a palm baby. Mm-hmm. Cause she's gonna develop her own opinion, I'm sure, and I'm sure other people are telling your story, you know. So definitely in this time, you should let her know some things. Yeah, um, right before me, you went to school today, and I definitely did contact my mom. It was like she gets out of work now, and when she gets out of school now, please, like you know, pull up and yeah. speak with her. And I haven't got a response back yet, but you know, that's unstable creatures for you. Things take time. Things like that take time. You just gotta work on it, but don't ever give up. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. One thing I can honestly say about me and her mother's relationship is it is 89% my fault. It's 89% my fault. Can we raise that number Give up a little bit more? 89 with the whole time. Yeah. He's, he's, he is definitely beyond a reason about 11% wrong. Beyond okay, a reason. Tell about. me why. Tell me why. All right. It's like my 89% is my fault because at one point in time, I was that girl's everything. Yet, me being a young, misguided individual that I was, I shitted everywhere in that relationship. And was, then, like, she, was she too young though? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so she wasn't emotionally developed enough to handle anything you had going on. Yes. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Explain. I'm saying she wasn't emotionally um, adapted to handle it. Okay, your daughter, same age, around. Oh my God! Can we please not go there? Yeah. Hey, hey! Do you see it from that angle? Yeah, I'm gonna jump okay. over here. That's all I'm saying. So we might have to raise that eighty-nine percent. Oh, come on! But, um, yeah, come I don't on! Like you anymore. I ate. I'm a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> this got too real too fast. <laughs> Look, I had, I, you know how it is. I gotta say, I gotta ask the questions. Yeah. Um, but I ain't even going with, hard. I'm not no, even going hard on you. I'm not even going hard on you. We dance. We dancing a little bit. No, I ain't. I ain't gonna dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my fault. Okay, thank you. I I, I, I can definitely raise that up. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because. Yeah, 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 I can. Okay. I'm mad enough to accept that. Okay. Whether I like it or not. Like it or not, it's the truth. And that's it. No one can be mad at the truth. She's still a fuck face. Okay. You're not gonna deny me that. <laughs> okay. Say what yeah. you gotta say. Is that I just needed that little acknowledgement. No, 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 no. I'm 
All I'm going to say is we both could definitely have tried harder to do better by our child. Oh. Our relationship aside, we could have, we as a collective could have done better to make sure that our child had the emotional and mental support that she fully needed to be the most successful individual that she could possibly be. Yet, but it's you, not too late. It's not too late. Yet, you were correct. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I know. Like, did you ever doubt me? <laughs> hey, woman. Hey, excuse me. Um, can, can we have a part two? Because uh, the yard just closed. The what just closed? Woman. Security check. All right. So I guess this is going to be part one. Y'all yes, ma'am. Can we, can we do part two like tomorrow or later on? Sounds good. hope you enjoyed this episode of nurse incarcerated please visit nurseincarcerated.com and also subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on any other episodes as you can hear rob is excited to do a part two which will get into so much more things about his life um, in prison he's been in there for 10 years now so i have even more questions for him especially about his daily life Um, different prisons that he has went to so you don't want to miss out and I'm going to keep it coming thank you so much bye